From Hamilton Place Strategies in Washington, D.C., this is the HPS Insights Podcast. HPS has returned back to the office uh, in the past couple of weeks, just about two years after the start of the COVID-19 pandemic in March 2020. And related to that, we had the opportunity to interview for HPS Insights, uh, one of our clients and someone who's been working a lot on this issue of return to work, Mark Slega, the global practice lead for digital workplace services at Kindrel. Mark and I had a great conversation on this topic that's on the minds of business leaders everywhere. With COVID-19 finally reaching the endemic phase, what is going to be the new normal of how we work and how will businesses adapt to it? These are two really timely questions right now as we pass this two-year anniversary of the COVID lockdowns. Mark, I think, was the perfect guest for this occasion. Mark and Kindrel have been guiding companies through the transition to remote and then hybrid work since day one of the pandemic. My favorite part of our conversation was listening to Mark talk about the importance of workplace flexibility for businesses looking to attract and retain talent. Employee expectations are higher than ever, and to keep them around, organizations need to give them the tools to succeed, regardless of whether they end up working from home or the office. Mark even frames this imperative as a a question of inclusivity. Every employee no matter their location or life circumstances, deserves the same opportunity to excel at work. It was a really great conversation at a really interesting time in um, the business world. So without further ado, I hope you all enjoy this. Here's my conversation with Mark Slega of Kindrel. Welcome to another edition of HPS Insights. I'm your host, Brian DeAngelis. I'm a partner here at Hamilton Place Strategies, and I'm excited today to have another one of our clients um, joining us for a great conversation centered around the the two-year anniversary of of COVID. But I'm joined today by by Mark Slega of Kindrel. Mark is Kindrel's global practice lead for digital workplace services. Mark, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, Brian, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Um, start us off first. I think um, some of my audience will be familiar with Kindrel and would have seen the news last fall of your spin out of IBM. But let's start, maybe just take a moment, tell us a little bit about what Kindrel is and, and the work you all do. Yeah, thanks, Brian. So, yeah, Kindrel may not be a household name yet, but uh, obviously we want it to be a great household name. But we're basically the largest independent provider of IT infrastructure services in the world. Now, you're going, okay, I don't know your name. How can you be the biggest? Uh, The reason is what you said is just this past year, we spun out of IBM. So we're under the name of IBM now. Now we're a completely separate company, publicly traded, uh, completely separate the cool part is uh, with us, we brought you know, 90,000 skilled employees. We brought a client base that we've had work with and we've uh, in a portfolio of over 3,000 patents. So that's kind of why I feel good about you know, being you know, what we say we're, we're the largest out there. Well, many of my listeners know that I, I'm here in D.C. recording this, but I am a uh, Virginia suburbanite. And it's kind of exciting. This is our first all Springfield, Virginia podcast. You you grew up there. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you got, I guess, 
first to IBM, but then what you're doing now at Kindrel? Well, it all started in Springfield, like you said. So uh, I grew up, I went to West Springfield High School, uh, Brian. So we, we grew up near each other. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, um, went to University of Virginia Tech um, and uh, just uh, up there in that area. I now live in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. But prior to uh, Kindrel, uh, I, I was uh, worked at Dimension Data, worked up into uh, the CEO of Dimension Data for many years, and then joined IBM. Um, now with the spinoff with Kindrel, uh, I'm responsible. I'm the uh, responsible for what we call the digital workplace services business, and this is all about helping our customers. Um, help their employees be able to work from anywhere to do the jobs they need to do. So it's a really cool job, and it became really important over the last few years. So about two years ago, um, COVID just revolutionized the way we live and work. The lockdowns began. Millions of workers worldwide began working remotely. I, I remember this quite Vividly at HPS, we we were a week or so ahead of our clients, and it was a scramble to get up and running first by ourselves, and then start working as a team, and then start working with our clients in a very collaborative fashion. And I, I think now, and I remember thinking then, this is 70 people. Imagine if you're a global company. Imagine if you're working in multiple time zones, or you're a Microsoft, you're an Amazon, you're a General Electric. Like these are big challenges. But but you all were kind of at the the forefront of helping millions of employees and employers navigate that shift. Can you tell us a little bit about what were some of those main workplace challenges at the at the start of COVID that a lot of organizations faced and, and how they handled it? Yeah, what you touched on are kind of the main phases of what everybody, regardless of size, they had to go through these things. Uh, you know, the that first, the mad dash at the beginning is how do we get people who are used to working in the office how do we just get them the basics, be able to work from home and be productive? And it's kind of like at first it was like, just get them be able to work from individuals as individuals. So with a lot of that, it was um, some was just procuring devices quickly so they could work from home, you know, whether it be laptops right. or, or new. So some of it was just getting equipment and software to them. Some was getting the security wrapped around that they could do it remotely. Um, and that was really kind of the first phase. The next uh, is... How did I get really begin to work? When they were in the office, they could work together on things a lot easier. So now how do you get provide them the ability to collaborate with their teammates, even though they're both in different locations? And so that was enabling things like collaboration technologies and things like that. Um, and then that extended, not just how do you work internally, is obviously we all have customers and every company has customers. So not only how do you collaborate internally, how do you now kind of make it that hybrid workplace, a team sport again, fully. So not just work internally, but work with the customers. Those are kind of the major phases of going through. Um, and that's just that that's what they've been through in, in the past. Yeah. And a big part of that too, I imagine is, is the culture. Again, just thinking of us, we, um, we recruit, uh, on college campuses and we bring in, you know, upwards of 20 new associates to the firm every June and they had to onboard during a, uh, a pandemic and remotely and. Kindrel had to spin out of IBM remotely. Talk, talk us a little bit about that last point. Yeah, this, uh, as Kindrel 
spun out of IBM, it was right in the middle of COVID. So taking 90,000 employees spread across the globe and being able not only to, to spin out and work as individuals, but here is where really where we're getting to next is how is this hybrid workplace impacting the culture of the company? And uh, so, yeah, we had to do this in the middle of uh, COVID. Um, and so it really, you know, it, it allows us, since this is something we do to help our customers, um, it's something allowed us to do it as well. Let's uh, shift there to, to, I guess, the present tense. So right now, employers across the country are, are grappling with returning to the office, adopting long-term hybrid work. Uh, we are back as of last week here at HPS, but but still we've got colleagues in other parts of the country now. We've got some pretty normal, I think, flexibility in terms of someday we'll have folks remote, someday we won't. Um, we're doing this podcast via Zoom remotely, right? This is the new normal. So you know, a lot of workers didn't just go home to their apartments. Many moved to these new locations. They, and and what I'd like to know is kind of what should businesses be thinking about as they make the choice to come back and what is going to be their new sort of setup and culture? Yeah, I think the first is that businesses, and I think they just most understand this, this is not an all or nothing decision of everybody in the office or everybody out. We're not going to go back to 100% either way, a complete binary decision. Even if we choose one model that's a mix temporarily, look, things change. And it's not always just a COVID or something related. We've got to be flexible. So I think that's the one thing to first be thinking about. It's not going to all go back to normal. Um, next thing is... You know, a lot of workers really enjoy this flexibility. And for some, it's work-life balance. For some others, it's, uh, you know, they're working more, but they like the flexibility afforded by, you know, being able to work from home sometimes. Um, so yeah. I think that is, you know, being able to provide that is important. Um, and I think the other thing thinking about, you touched on this earlier, but the culture of a company that's a mix of people working from home and in the office, you know, it's a really kind of a new kind of in, you know, inclusivity, right? In the new hybrid world, uh, as employers, we got to provide an equitable experience for all workers, regardless of their, where they're working, right? It's about providing equal ability to impact the culture and the company, regardless whether in the office. Um, and the last thing to think about is just, you know, some good news in this is, look, this there is benefits that comes from this for both environmental sustainability. Just uh, the commuting less, just even that, you know, can help reduce um, emissions. So there's some benefit, you know, tucked inside this. Yeah, I, I avoided uh, 395 for, for two years and uh, not only the uh, environmental impact, but I think the uh, lack of stress on my <laughs> mental health of sitting in that traffic that I'm, I'm sure you remember was very helpful for me personally. I remember when I think I'm on a bad traffic day here in Raleigh, I think back to 395 and I just, you know, so I'd be thankful. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You touched on something a second ago that I that I think is important that that work life balance, the um, preserving the culture, but but recognizing you know people are in different life situations. You know, I'm I'm guilty as charged of loving the flexibility to to get home and coach my kids' little league team or 
not to make too many jokes about traffic, but coming in, doing my first meeting, maybe of the day via Zoom, and then coming in after that traffic's disappeared. What do you think are some of the changes that COVID's brought about that are here to stay? And and maybe I'll ask a two-part question. What do you think's here to stay? What do you think will fade away if knock on wood, COVID really is moving into the rearview mirror? Yeah, first, this whole remote and hybrid, it's no longer kind of a stopgap. So, uh, you know, it's part of the new normal. Whether it depends on what end of the spectrum you are, whether you consider that a stay or fade, right? Right, <laughs> right. But uh, um, second is, you know, the bar, I, I call it the bar has been raised for what we need to do to equip employees and it will stay high. So, talk about stay. We had to raise our game as employers and we're helping our customers raise their game to help the employees. That bar will not go down. I mean, it's, you know, look, a lot of companies had to adapt quickly to provide the work environment for the employees to work. Um, and, you know, that will stay high. That's about how we equip uh, users to work from anywhere. The second part that will stay high is when there are some working from some in, anywhere, the how we provide them support when they need help, um, that's going to stay high. And that is, you know, begin, you know, as you work from home more, you know, the kind of the view of what's the corporate life and the home consumer or home life kind of begins to meld in certain ways. So I think what sometimes we all experience in our personal life of calling in to get help for something you know, when you get that really good experience, that bar has raised for corporates when you're getting internal corporate like IT help. And so I think yeah. that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a pretty cool thing. But but that's bringing together, this is where the buzzwords of cloud automation, tech, you know, analytics, that kind of stuff come in. But really, it's about how do you provide that higher level sport for an employee when they, when they need help. And so yeah. I think that's one of the things that is here. That bar, again, is stay the uh, talked about that inclusive, you know, nature is going to stay. Um, I like to describe it as we need to have the employee be able to have the same impact on the business, whether they're working from their dining room table or a conference room table. Um, and the last thing it's going to fade, the stigma of, you know, people when they, you know, sometimes came with people working from home. I think that'll fade. That'll fade in most cases. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned, um, a lot of workers will continue to desire this flexibility, um, that that stigma will fade. I agree with you. Do you see digital workplace technology impacting uh, businesses' ability to, to attract new talent, but also retain their employees? Absolutely. This is now the HR, you know, human resources and, you know, you know, departments and, you know, managers who are hiring managers for whatever part of the business are, you know, really becoming uh, asking about this. I talked about that bar being raised high. It's not just keeping people, it is attracting people. So it is the retain and the attract. Um, I mean, you can, there's an endless number of surveys that you've seen and, you know, it all kind of melts together is the expectations for people to be hybrid are there and going to stay. So I, it's interesting. We, you know, as, as in a company, we often think about the questions we're going to ask the candidates when they come in. Right. I got to think different. It's, you know, we need to think about the questions we're going to get asked as an employer for somebody checking us, you know, to see if they want to come on board. Like um, what technology or what support are we providing so they can do their job from anywhere? And so 
I mean, the big picture is, you know, how do we help employees going from just surviving, kind of surviving working in these new ways to how do we help them thrive? Because that's what they're going to ask us. How have you set up the environment? And it's the technology, but it's also culture to help them thrive. Um, and as for the CEOs, I think that's now the CEOs are starting to ask. I, I hear it regularly of what is this hybrid work environment do, doing to our company culture? And that's where this all comes together is how do you make this hybrid environment that can advance a company's culture? And that's things, everything we talked about, being able to work from home, but collaboration, things to be able to collaborate, um, to equally participate. Uh, I think that's, that's where, you know, a lot of, you know, ability to be able to attract and retain talent, answering those questions is important. Yeah, we'll come full circle here, but that's that's a lot of the work Kindrel does and, and especially your business unit. So uh, maybe my final question here, what do you think will be the greatest impact Kindrel has on its customers who are navigating everything we've talked about on this episode, the challenges of the digital workplace and remote work, and now this uh, migration to a hybrid work model? Yeah, I think we're in a, we're in a, Good, good position is Kindrel. And I think the team, the, the digital workplace practice that I work on, I think first we start with, we call our, I mean, our mission. I mean, our mission is, is keep it simple, is our mission is to make it easy for our customers, employees to accomplish their mission, right? So right. what do we need to do? It's that's, we all want to ground, ground it in, in that, uh, in really that mission. And so in that, in creating that environment where they can work from anywhere, they can participate in the company, they can interact with their customers, they can equally participate in the company culture. That's a big part of it. And the second is, you know, and this is more specific to the digital workplace as well, but also when they do need help, how do we do that in this modern way that gives them that kind of stellar I call it consumer type support, but it's that good consumer type support that you think of when somebody says uh, great support. Um, so I think, you know, that's been, we've, you know, we've had the, uh, I'll say the absolute privilege to help a lot of companies through this from, you know, large grocery retailers with like 70,000 employees to uh, Social Security administrations and, you know, country in Europe, people that needed to provide support to their customers right. during this time. And we were able to help them. Um, and then also doing it, you know, we've, we've you know, had to do it for ourselves, which has been great. So I, I feel, you know, we as Kindle, we are very well positioned to help um, both in understanding how the culture change and setting up the technology to make it that companies can, you know, accomplish their mission. It's an amazing story when you uh, take a step back and think that Kindle is about five months old here and, and doing all that work and uh, being such a great asset to its customers. Um, it's really, it's really fascinating. Uh, well, Mark, thank you for, for joining us. Um, this, this was a great conversation. I really appreciate the uh, opportunity to, to learn a little bit more about what you all are doing. And, and as we head into what I hope is this next chapter where COVID is is behind us, um, what's going to stick around and what have we learned uh, through these past two years. So um, thank you for joining. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate the opportunity. 
Thank you, Brian. And thanks, uh, as always, to our, our listeners for tuning in to another episode of HPS Insights. We'll include some more information about Mark and his team's work over at Kindrel in our show notes. As always, uh, please like and subscribe and follow us either at HamiltonPlaceStrategies.com or on Twitter at HPS Insights. I'm your host, Brian DeAngelis. I hope everyone has a great week. Thank you for listening to the HPS Insights Podcast, produced by Hamilton Place Strategies. For the latest updates, follow us on Twitter at HPS Insights and follow us on the web at HamiltonPlaceStrategies.com.